Metricast. When you are able to remember who you were through the journey of lifetimes, you get to connect to an eternal child because you have this radiating connection of energy that is beyond this existence of humanity. And we don't know. So we can play with embracing and getting to know that ethereal child that is with us and never abandons us. It is only us that abandons that child. And that child can take us much further than this lifetime. Welcome, beautiful beings, to season two of the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast with your host, Harrison Ma. This podcast sets the loving intention of creating the mystical space needed to pull back the layers restricting health, alignment, and love. Now let's walk you home to your cosmic spiritual heart space. Today I'm excited to get into that that love word in a new and exciting way as if we would talk about anything else on this show. But before I get to the beautiful woman, the beautiful soul that I get to have a conversation with here today, I just want to Welcome back all the beautiful listeners tuning in weekly. I see you. I feel you. I appreciate you. Thank you for giving us your time, your attention today. Remember that a way that you can support the show and get this out to more souls who might need it is share this out with your friends, your family members, your partners. And if you get any specific gems today, which I know you will, you can leave it in your reviews, feedback, and comments over on Apple and Spotify. And that also helps the show. But with that, preamble that foundation set. I want to introduce the beautiful Claudia Delano today. She is a powerful soul in her own right. Her background in this 3D reality is a marriage and family therapist. She is a speaker, a writer, a meditation guide, and a healer of the heart. That that last that last beautiful label really gets me. We're going to talk today about her beautiful book, but we're going to go much deeper than what the book really speaks about. We're going to use it as the foundation, the seven destinies of love. We're going to talk about what it means to break free of the psychological models that sometimes bind that love concept. We want to talk a little bit about different uh, processes of the love model, the loving in a child, old and new spiritual love, and so much more. Claudia, welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Pleasure to be here this early morning. Yeah, I, we were just talking <laughs> before we started recording how it can be challenging, I think, starting to speak in the morning. But I think with topics like this, uh, it's, a, it's a nice little balance that can ease us into it, right? So, Claudia, I think a really good place to start with this chat. I got to know you a little bit when we had, when we had a pre-chat before this conversation. and learning a bit about your story really opened my heart to the work that you're doing in the world. So I'd love to give you the opportunity to share a little bit about that story, but specifically what, what really jumped out to me and what I think will hit the hearts of people listening is, you know, your awakening experience that happened in Australia, right? The, 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 the process and the story that you shared with me around, you know, coming back to a deeper understanding of, you know, what you are in many ways. So I'm wondering if you could speak to that as we get started here. Um, sure. It's hard to know where to begin, right? Where does your awakening actually, actually begin? Um, 
but but in brief, I was a publicist uh, after college. That was I worked in, in entertainment PR, and um, that was my way of making it out into the world and supporting myself economically and trying to find my way. And I loved it. But what I loved was the representation of the people that I was with a lot less than I liked the work. They stayed with me for years. And I questioned sometimes why. And mostly, I think we had a connection of trust. I cared very deeply about uh, my clients and the people I represented. And it dawned on me that um, I needed to ask myself what I really wanted to do. And it required going back to school and um, leaving that career and everything I'd built uh, and my ego had built um, I, around. Can I ask about that, Claudia? What yeah, was that? Yeah. What was that like? Was that difficult? Was that difficult to move through those those ego those ego personas that often they bind us so deeply? Was it? Was that? Was there a lot of resistance there? Um. There was a lot of fear, and that was part of the resistance. Uh, it wasn't so much, you know, the quote unquote glamour because that glamour was was rather uh, confusing, you know. But I did. I get to. I got to go on planes and trains and red carpets and, you know, parties. And you know, I grew up in Los Angeles, so in a Los Angeles world in your twenties, you've made it in a way at that point. And if you decide to turn around with, you know, $500 in your bank and credit card debt and not knowing how to make it to the next one and say, I think I'm going to quit. Um, yeah, you're going to have some resistance. I certainly had a lot of fear, but I, I had this deep ambition and calling to do something that felt absolutely aligned. How Claudia, how old were you when this shift occurred? Uh, late twenties. I continued to do PR into my mid thirties, so that I could continue to support myself through graduate school. It's but, yeah. I feel I feel like I don't need to say it, but I will say it. It's it's another you know Saturn returns moment of oh, there's something there's something pulling me here, and just for people listening. I've spoken about this in many different ways. And if you if you're a follower of the show, you've heard of it as Saturn Returns. You've you've heard of it as uh, I have a deeper understanding of it now as our, our our soul or spirit, subtle energy body. It's it anchors. It's the only. It's one of the only energy bodies that we have that holds this purpose that Claudia is beautifully highlighting. That we need to make a choice. Right. We we, we it's not going to happen just out of the blue. We need to step into it. Right. And this pool that you're talking about, Claudia. I just I want to expand it out to all the beautiful souls listening. You, you've either been through it, you're either going through it, or you're you're about to go through it, right? So it, so keep going with your story. So you ended up in Australia, right? Thank you for that because it's helpful. I I know that my work with these artists had to happen because what I got to do is I got to witness them living completely in their passion and risking, risking, because I was the person that, that protected so much of what they risked every day. So I decide to sign up for graduate school. I think I'm uh, 29 or 30 at the time. 
and and um, I walk in the door on a Saturday because I have to work full time. So I've signed up for you know this strange nighttime and daytime you know weekend uh, schooling, and I walk in the door. And I have to say that for the first time in my 30 years, I knew that I'd come home. I knew I was exactly where I was supposed to be. And I started studying psychology and consumed every minute of what I was learning. It became my breath. And it became the beginning of a really important journey studied psychology, became a therapist, went on to teach um, in university, which was the greatest thing. I taught graduate school and it was the greatest thing because I went so deep through teaching that I started to unteach myself because students, they are constantly reflecting to you. They're inner wisdom and life experience that goes so far beyond these theories. And they started to bust my bubble once more because here I was, I had made it again. <laughs> it's second career. I'm actually teaching this. And this was my dream. And I get to talk about this morning, noon and night. And they bust this bubble once more. And I realized these are just theories. They're frameworks and they're beautiful. They're beautiful, but they're but, not enough. Yeah. For me. For me. And to jump in here, Claudia, this yes. is we're going to get to this a bit later because I want to ask a question about this. But it's I think it's often these frameworks, these these psychoanalytical, psychological frameworks. I would even expand it out into a lot of the mental health frameworks at large, that while valuable for a lot of people, and we can do a lot of healing in it many of us reach a limit of what it's of what is um what's the word our spiritual healing is desiring right we reach the limits of these frameworks and then we ask okay what else is there what next is there what else what is beyond <laughs> what is beyond the mental framework or the ego structure that can help me go a little bit deeper so i think this is i want to get into your book here in a second claudia but i think wrap this up here with what, what happened in it. So you, you got to the piece of in Australia and then you, you found that answer. You found that next yeah. step beyond yeah. the structure, right? Yeah. So, so to wrap it up, my husband says to me, uh, would you like to move to Australia? It's just two years. And I'm thinking, I've just rebuilt my whole second career. Are you kidding me? And uh, one of the things I used to teach uh, at grad school was meditation and meditational practices and the influence they were having in psychology. And it was just burgeoning in the field at the time. So we moved to Australia and I make many, many calls to different phone, random phone numbers because I don't know where I am. And I'm asking for a meditation teacher who does not have any psychological background or, or formal, formal degree. I wanted somebody that came from a very pure place within themselves and somehow did this. Um, that didn't happen. My phone call must have been rather strange to people. Uh, eventually, one day I'm at the chemist and um, the chemist says, uh, you should take this yoga class. And I said, I'm not looking for a yoga class. Thank you. No, you need to meet her, this teacher. And um, I, I, I said, 
you know, thank you, but no, thank you. And um, she said, no, you two need to meet. And I did. I made a call and took her yoga class. Um, She is one of my best and dearest, closest friends in the world. I think I speak to her more than I speak to anybody. She's in Australia. I'm in Singapore. And that really was the beginning um, of, of a deeper awakening in my life because she gave me a language to open up my heart without my mind and to escape all academic uh, frameworks, um, limitations, and to discover through a real sense of feeling and multi-dimension how I experience the world in myself. Mm. So Australia is always my second birth. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) just as like a, a funny tangent. The amount of times I've heard that sentence of I'm going to go to specifically Australia. I'm going to go to Australia for two months and then people never leave. Right. I think it's a, it's a stereotype, but it's a very real stereotype that exists with this land. And it's, you know, I'm I'm happy that you fall into that group, my friend, but I want to, I want to ask you about your book, but before we get to that, thank you for explaining a beautiful journey because it does show just for people tuning in. This is not a Claudia experience. This is, she has her own unique journey, of course, but this progression I've noticed in a lot of people, right? This, for me, it was less of the mental world. I was more stuck in the physical personal trainer uh, paradigm. And then I had a longing for the more spiritual depths for you as the mental world. But it's funny that you said escape the mind with the language of the heart. I, I would actually say, the mind, we, we, we never escape the mind, but I think what we do is we tell the mind it's okay. We tell the mind, I love you, because this is where I think a lot of uh, spiritual teachings can sometimes take people away. We never want to destroy the ego or push the ego into a corner and add more blame or shame to it just for people that they're listening. I know you would agree with it, my friend. This, my friend. We want to love it, see, for, see it for what its capabilities are, and then go into that deep space of spiritual connection to the heart, right? Do you resonate that with that in your? Oh, absolutely, work? absolutely. I think your languaging is 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 right on. I think I think absolutely. The, the idea is ultimately we want to connect them and we want to embrace them, yeah. both mind, heart, and and in reality, I think um, I like the way you position it, which is it's a relationship. It's a relationship to the mind as much as it's a relationship to the heart. And um, and I, I also want to advocate for a healthy ego. Uh, I'm not one that says we need to be egoless um, in its entirety. It serves a function. It, we are it, we couldn't have our conversation in this moment uh, without our egos actually being a part of this conversation as well. But what that ego becomes when it's nurtured from the space of love is a very different being than when it's nurtured without that essence. Yeah, that's so, I just want people to hear that, underline that, right? We, another way of describing this, I would add on to what you're saying here is, uh, I'm, I've said many times on the show at the moment, 
uh, I'm in a mystery school and part of my mystery school that I'm learning is activating my channel, my channel to higher frequencies and higher self and all the things. And we are all a channel and we're all channeling all the time, channeling through the ego. But the question is, which we're not asking, is what are we channeling? Most of us are channeling our wounds. Most of us are channeling our, inner, our wounded inner child or our, at the parts of us that are our mum, our dad, the, the media, the news, the, all, the, all the negativity that we don't want. We're, we're channeling that through the ego and then we say, oh, let's kill the ego. No, let's ask the question, what is the thing that's being channeled through and can we channel something else, right? Claudia, I think this is a good transition into your book. And I'd highly encourage, I'm going to put it in the show notes. We're not going to break down it fully. This is, this is for us to hear more about Claudia and her beautiful love, but this book is an example of her love. And if people want to check it out, it'll be in the show notes. But Claudia, your book is called The Seven Destinies of Love. And mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you can give us a quick overview of what those destinies are, and then we'll, we'll go a little bit deeper from there. Okay. So it's, it's seven different stages that we go through from the time of birth. And, and it's actually beyond that. I really think from the time of entering the womb uh, to the time we die. And it's a model for love. How do we love throughout our lives? Because what I found was that in psychology, we have models for grieving. We have models for growing up our child stages. We even have so many different models for going through, you know, things like divorce or what have you. But love is a little bit of a taboo word in, in the field of psychology. Why it's, is that, Claudia? Why do you think that is? Because psychology has been shaped by the idea of the therapist is a neutral person. You're a blank slate, right? And I love the idea, borrowing from Ram Das. Um, that your mirror is so polished, it's so clear that another one, another person can reflect into your mirror and fully see themselves. I live by this every day, but my mirror needs polishing all day, every day, in order to be in that loving state. So what was born in me was a set of steps of stages throughout our life. And it's written linearly because that's the only way a book can be written, but it's not, the stages are not meant to be gone through linearly. They are meant to give us context for all the different ways in which we can work through different aspects of love in our life. And I don't want to give the whole book away, but ultimately, Claudia, it it's does... beautiful, by the way. Sorry to interrupt you, but I just, I think okay. I'm just listening to you speak about that mirror and, and these stages. And I just want to underline, this is something we all need, right? This is not a Claudia thing. This is something that, yeah, I'm just, I'm feeling it. Keep going, keep going. Thank you. Thank you. And the ultimate idea is, these stages are helping you to polish that mirror each step of the way. And you, you're going to go back through them. You're going to say, oh, these are parts that I identify with. And these are parts that I don't. And that's okay because it's, 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 it's a model. So it's a reference that you can go back to. 
But what it's really driving readers toward is their own model, their own ways of learning to love and become that embodiment, not that dissolution complete, I don't exist. It's I do exist and can experience dissolution into becoming that whole, complete, loving self. We could we could end the chat there, my friend. That's a beautiful little uh, beautiful little loving full stop. But we're not. We're going to go a little bit deeper because I think that's a powerful little springboard. I, I I like how you made the clarification or you defined and outlined the big and the small, right? The 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 being the 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 I'll use terminology here that maybe people can relate to the big self and the small self, right? The mm. the big self is that delusion state that getting lost in the oneness of what we are and then the small self is again coming back to that ego separation persona right and i think this is another misconception which i think like you're highlighting with your book is it's going to help a lot of people understand is that it's not one or the other right we can be both right i'm a that's right i'm a big fan as i'm sure you are of the vedic worldview and, and the vedic philosophies and the vedic uh meditative practices they teach different stages of consciousness, right. That we can reach to, right. And whether it being connecting into that oneness in our internal space, feeling it internally, but then going deeper, the next stage beyond that is not, not just connecting into that state of ego dissolution and oneness within our, you know, deeper meditative state, but it's then bringing it into the 3d world where we then interact with other people because coming back to love and I'd love your, I would love your perspective on this, my friend, I think that would be one definition of love, right? It's sharing, it's sharing that oneness with another person, right? Because oneness in itself can't do that. It needs another. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, I I love where you're going with it. Um, I, I really do. It's at, at the end of the day, um, and I do talk about oneness and and becoming the one because I, I do believe that um uh, we can experience that, that we can join that oneness. But I I also, I also believe that there is a uniqueness to each person's journey, each person's birth and each person's death. And, and that speaks to the Vedic knowledge that you're referring to, which is It's incredible to travel into this space of experiencing how you are one because you are connected to everyone and everything. And we can take that pretty deep, you and I. I mean, it's the aliveness of every single, from inanimate to animate thing that exists. However, if you only stay in that space, you get to miss the one that is you. Why did you come into this separateness? There's purpose to it. It's not a bad thing. It's not an unenlightened thing. It's you got to get on this magic ride. So let's embody that. Let's feel into that 
And above it all, let's love into that. Yeah. This is a big chunk of what we all miss, myself included. I'll throw in the trauma piece here and then we'll, we'll switch to another topic. But within this loving conversation, right, there is the component of healing and moving through the smudges on the mirror, to use your analogy. What are those smudges? Many of those smudges are pain and soul fraction and, and, and uh, you know, uh, challenges in our past that we've yet to integrate but what we often don't talk about in that conversation is what you're saying here is we do the healing but then we don't ask the question what has that healing and that now allowed me to unlock right each time that we each time that we smudge that mirror and we and we get rid of that smudge what is what is that what's that saying more of your light is now being able to be expressed with the world not just through another person but also when you just step into an environment right but we're not asking what that light is we're 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 doing the healing we're we're cleaning the mirror then we're going straight to the next we're going straight to the next smudge right without reflecting yeah yeah i listen i catch myself doing it all the time Uh, (laughs) it's i i'd call it i call it the superhero archetype my friend we've become the superhero we've become the superhero for ourselves right yeah, that's, that's exactly it. I think that, that, you know, I catch myself all the time. Um, I, I recently was dealing with, uh, a, a, a bit of a, a health scare and, and it, you know, I, yeah. So I do a lot of yoga and I wake up one morning and I have this huge, you know, like nodule here and I'm thinking, Ooh, that's large and unusual. And I think, but I'm pretty sure it feels like, you know, it's a bone. And I go to the doctor and I can see the panic, the panic on her face. And she says, don't pay the bill. If you can leave now, you can get to the, you know, radiology and they can x-ray in uh, before they close in 45 minutes straight to the cab. So I'm, I've, I'm, I'm running. And now I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm wrong. And we go through all this thing and it becomes days of investigation. It was a bump. Turns out I, I'm one of the lucky, you know, one in, I don't know how many, I have an extra, (laughs) I have an extra rib. (laughs) My alien rib had turned out and I, I sat there saying to myself, I have spent the last four days running vortex of fear and panic. Some of it felt like it was not mine, but if I am to take responsibility, because that's part of learning to love ourselves, can you take responsibility for all the experiences that come into your life? Not, not in, a, in a blaming, shaming uh, way, in a, I, I am the one that can transform the experience way. And here it is that I can have this beautiful lesson because it's an awakening when you go through things, they are the next layer of saying, not on on the surface, we can say, oh, Claudia, trust your intuition because your intuition knew and your gut knew and that's how attuned you are. That's all ego. And it's a little bit false because- 
<laughs> because I, the lesson came to me anyway. Yeah. Well, I would, I'd say not only is it not ego, it's you remembering your power, right? So what you were just telling me then about terms of overcoming that fear, right? Moving through that and realizing that there's something more here. I think that's the thing that we're often not allowing ourselves to feel is that power because we, because, and this is an illusion and a program itself is that we're made to feel like we don't have that power, right? We're made to, if I haven't just using your example, I have a nodule. Oh, I need to, go to the person. I need to go to the thing. I need to go to the medicine. I need to go to the external thing because if I don't, there could be no possible way that me in my little self, could I work through this challenge? Right. And it's, and if we think that then it's us being egotistical, but I think that in itself is, again, it's another, it's another challenge we need to move through because we are all power, right? Love. If we're talking about love today and these destinies of love, I think another misconception we need to break is that love is just softness. Love is just is just beingness. Love is just calmness and and the fluffiness of it. Love is all those things, but love is also ferocious. Love is also power. Love is also change and as you beautifully highlighted it, transmutation. Right? So it's anyway, let's let's pause that there because <laughs> I want to ask you a question Claudia because I want to be mindful of your time and I do want to hit on this because I know you have so much knowledge with it and it wouldn't be a show if I didn't bring up the inner child at some point, it wouldn't be, a, it wouldn't be my show if the inner child didn't come in. And this is, I think definitely a big part of your seven destinies of love. But the question I want to ask you is due to your background from the, from the psychological psychoanalytical lens, the inner child is a big uh, tool. It's a big healing modality however i think it has it's a perfect example of the limitations that we run into with with what you were talking about with the mental health structures within a child healing it reaches it hits a ceiling and there's more to the inner child from a spiritual lens that we can open ourselves to so i'm wondering if you could speak to this really just to summarize you know what is the difference between the inner child within the sort of mental health world ah, and yes. and what is it yeah. once we start taking it into the more of this deeper loving space that you're talking about first of all what a fantastic question uh that i'm i'm going to have to think through out loud as i answer um i have a i have a conception of it in feeling i'm not sure that i've ever articulated it quite this way so I'll say that psychologically, the inner child is that young child that you grew up being and somewhere along the line left behind. You became two different people, the, the child and the adult. It, it's almost as if there weren't all of these elastic iterations of that child living all the way through your life. So we refer in psychology to that inner child as that part of you that gets cut off and remains for many, not all, but for many in either a fantasy of pain or a fantasy for many of wonderful perfectness. Either way, in order to exist as an adult, 
that inner child form, some, not all, does not get integrated into the adult life. We don't speak and think of ourselves or to ourselves as a child in a childlike manner. So we become the adult. And then we have all these labels for the adult, the middle-aged adult, the uh, the single adult. Like we have all of these, and none of those are any longer the child. At an at a deeper level outside of psychology, my mind plays with the idea of the womb, the idea of the ancestral inheritance, who you were before that human embodiment. And I know that for many people, this can really, you know, get into uh, a very foo-foo, airy area. Not for not for this community, my friend. This is <laughs> this is where we live. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> it's where I live. It's where I live. Because if you don't know it because it hasn't been written and researched in a in a scientific way, it is a journey of reconnecting and remembering. And when you are able to remember who you were through the journey of lifetimes, you get to connect to an eternal child. And it's not just moving in one way or moving in the other way. This child is in a sphere of all experiences connected to all of life beyond this human experience, not because you've clearly been to Mars, because you have this radiating connection of energy that is beyond this existence of humanity. And we don't know, so we can play with embracing and getting to know that ethereal child that is with us and never abandons us. It is only us that abandons that child. And that child can take us much further than this lifetime. Let's let that sit for a second. <laughs> so first of all, Claudia, for someone that was just expressing that in the moment, you I don't think you could have answered that question in any more of an eloquent and beautiful way. That was I was just listening and receiving that. And I hope everyone tuning in really opened your heart to just feel that description. Because even if you are not there yet to understand everything that Claudia said, there was more in that description that was in the frequency of it rather than the words itself. Right? Because I would say that energy that you talked about, that that ethereal inner child lives in, what is that energy? I would say that energy is love, right? It is that Absolutely. love that love word that we've been talking about this whole <laughs> chat, right? And it's, uh, you know, just as you were speaking, what bubbled up was that's, the, I don't know about you in your work, my friend, but in the work I've done with the inner child, that is such a consistent, uh, I don't know what you would call it, scenario that once we go through the inner child healing and we we breach into the spiritual dynamic of it, which you just highlighted so beautifully, it's a, it's not a, we don't find a little inner child that's crying in a corner or has a broken leg or needs to be 
needs to be, you know, covered in a, in a blanket. No, it's this majestic, powerful, eternal, radiant power that we've, like you said, we've been this entire time, right? The, the inner child is, I think, is just one avenue of the expression of this divinity and power that we are, right? But if we can bring it into, again, using your words, the smudges on the mirror, then suddenly we realize not only are those smudges, I wouldn't say irrelevant, but they're, we have the capability of moving through them, right? Because there's just so much behind us, right? How have, <laughs> I'm interested with the people that you work with or the people that you've, that you, you share this with, how do they, do you share this in your practice? And if so, do you, how do people take this as you start to help them lean into this understanding of the inner child? You know, it's a, it's, it's a tough question to answer. Um, I adapt the, so I'm licensed, which means I have to work within the parameters. All right. In, I'm licensed in California. So I have to work within the parameters of, of certain frameworks, but part of that parameter is, am I improving your relationships? And that can be your relationship to self, your relationship to your inner child, um, it's it's a very open uh, definition. So what I have done throughout the years, and I, I I think I think you won't be surprised by my answer. What I've done throughout the years is I have adapted, and that was the beauty of getting to teach for so many years, so many different theories that I got to learn so many. I adapt the theory according to the client's needs. But then we step out of the theory because this is why I wrote a book about love, because what am I really doing in that room? What am I really doing? Why, why are people's lives transforming? We were taught as clinicians often, you cannot go further than, than your client cannot go further than you have been yourself. Well, I'm here to tell you that's not true. But if you can really polish that those smudges and come from an open place of love. Let me tell you, they can see themselves and they can go much further than you can. Well, and they, and I would and I would just <laughs> add onto that, I think the you that they're referring to in that, in that, in that caution is the small self, right? So technically, if they were referring to the big you, then I would say that they're right because that big you has been in all the places and all the spaces already. So you're you being in that space of love showing up and helping them. I guess is is you reminding them of that, but sorry, I interrupted you. I could yeah, I, no, I get the just, point you know, you're that, saying. Your distinction is so important because that's the me that's in the room. That's the me that I feel. People ask me all the time, like, "What if you're hungry? What if you have to go to the bathroom? What if?" Well, if those if those human needs pop up, I don't have all of these. Like, my phone can't ring. I can't have an emergency. I, I did in the beginning. I no longer have that. If it's really in the way, I'm going to address it. But the connection is so heart to heart that that highest self is there. But going back to your inner child question and how that's dealt with, what ends up happening is two things. And this is what won't surprise you. Who are the people that end up coming to me? So the universe sends me, <laughs> the universe sends me people who want to talk about spirituality, not because they have it, or maybe because they do, 
but they are open to a bigger conversation about their experiences in a way that is safe, in a way that is bigger. So I get to look at their relationships, including uh, beyond, uh, so I can look at trauma through inherited legacy, um, through culture, through how it was taught. And, and I'm Latina, so I specialized the first five years in only doing therapy in Spanish. So I got to speak from people from many different countries and I wasn't afraid to say, okay, when that spirit spoke to you, tell me what that spirit said. I wasn't afraid to have that conversation. It wasn't out of a norm and it wasn't diagnostic for me. It allowed that child to speak. And I think, I think this is a symptom of something bigger that's happening. So let's, let's go to that. But I just want to say thank you for that explanation, my friend, because I think there are probably other mental health professionals listening to this show and they, they're afraid to do these things because of those frameworks, right? Because of those structures and those systems at play. And I think what you're saying here is you're not breaking anything down. You're not breaking any rules, right? You're just, you're being you with the people that are ready to receive you. Right. And that's, that's perfectly fine. But I want to, I want to shift here now because as I'm listening to this about you with, with, you know, adding in this spiritual dynamic to this, you know, the mental health challenges and the things we've talked about today and the, and the destinies of love that you talk about in the book, to me, this is a, I think I feel there's a collective shift happening. There's a collective shift happening with, you know, just from what I've seen on this podcast with the people that I've interviewed, you know, you being one of them, there's just, everyone is, is, is literally taking this journey from the head to the heart that they're, 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 I think the journey has been happening for a while, but I think we're all at now at a very, we're ready to do the work in the heart space. So my question here, well, first of all, let me ask you, does this resonate? My friend, do you, have you noticed this collective shift happening? Absolutely. I think the sociopolitical structures are yeah. changing, bottom line. And as they change, we begin to look at uh, where our source, our fountain of connection uh, comes from. And many people are finding it through different structures than the ones that were previously yes. provided. Yeah. And this leads into the question here. And this is more the spiritual side of things now. I think old spirituality was focused in on metaphysics and still looking at at the spiritual world through the mind right which is nothing wrong with it that's really how i got into this world but the i would define the shift into the new spirituality is mm. the spirituality through the heart right spirituality mm. and not just through the heart but i'm going to throw two other words here and we can talk about this spirituality through the body right? Actually the somatic connection of the body and feeling, and then coinciding with that spirituality, not just through energy, but through frequency, right? Through the sharing, because what, how does the heart speak, right? We know now through the Heart Math Institute and all the beautiful work that's being done that the heart has an electromagnetic magnetic frequency field that we pick up, right? Yeah. So yes. what are your comments on this, my friend? What are your thoughts on this oh. shift? Oh, um, that's a simple so question. Things. Yeah, I was going to say I don't know which part I'm answering, but but just just 
one thing in terms of that electromagnetic frequency. Yeah. What I want to say is we're just scratching the surface. And when we scratch the surface, this is how I think of it. And this is important to our spiritual development. I think of the first telescopes that only allowed us to see certain uh, planets, certain galaxies, and then uh, what we call evolution comes a bigger telescope. And we say, oh, maybe we were wrong. And there are galaxies beyond those galaxies. So we're only scratching the surface on the electromagnetic frequencies of the heart. We're only beginning to understand how we can connect you and I from Singapore to Australia, because, right? How did I find you or you found me so that we're here in this moment? Well, between you and I, there's no question that that electromagnetic frequency came on to the same line and connected. And here we are. So what I want to say is just because we don't have the language or the science to really embody the heart is to allow, use the mind, don't ignore the mind and say, that's just my imagination. You were given it to feel, use that mind to feel and allow that frequency to travel. If you allow it to travel, you will see and feel that this cosmic shift is happening not around you, but through you. So we want to be in that heart space so that what we are emitting and how those frequencies are connecting are not only coming from a place of love, but from a place of peace, from a place yeah. of harmony. Question for you that I get a lot here on the show. But before I, I get to that, I just want to, because I, I can feel, speaking of the frequency, I can feel all the listeners tuning in. And I just, for people that have listened to the show, I get this all the time here. I'll send the episodes out and maybe you'll find this interesting, Claudia. I send these episodes out to newsletters and my community and social media. And I'll send out an episode that I think will be relevant to certain people, but then I'll always get, I'll always get positive feedback back. And then I'll think about it. Hmm. Was it, was it the topic that was, that resonated or, and I've, I've tested this a couple of times now, was it the frequency of, of what was emitted through the show? And I've come to the conclusion it's the latter, right? Yes. Again, the mental mind, we connect, we resonate, we get pulled to topics that light us up. But I think the thing that keeps us there and, and shifts things and, and really starts to express that love is the frequency that we pick up. And I just, just for the podcast listeners, when you listen to an episode like this, be open to more coming through rather than just the words, right? It's Claudia, as you've been hearing her speak from her heart, you're feeling her, and but you're not just feeling her words, right? A way that we can start to bring in this frequency that she's talking about is noticing how our body reacts, right? So that's my question for you, Claudia. How can we, because this is the question I get a lot, how can we shift ourselves into that heart space to receive? Is it just, we're just doing it, we're picking it up, or can we actually start to practice dropping into the heart. What does that look like? Well, so that's what my book really is. 
Beautiful. Right. That, that's, that's what the seven destinies are. What are all the different ways in which we can drop into the heart and live consistently from that space? Uh, it, it's it's a process because it, it does require uh, looking at our lives through a lens of uh, embodying, um, you know, of looking at our pain. Let, let's be honest. It's, it's, I can't erase, I can't erase it. That is such a huge part of, of what gets embedded in our brains through the human journey that we have to look at our, our pain and our pain includes the ways in which we have been loved and learned to love. So it includes our, our fears. It includes our doubts. And sometimes it includes random memory memory that we think is in this life experience and memory that makes no sense to us, but is still there. Either way, we weave a story. And that story is so infiltrated by these highlights that it takes us away from seeing ourselves in a whole and loving way. So we have to go back into those spaces, very much like the yogic breathing. We have to breathe back into the spaces in between and go to these profound memories that also get lost, which are, when was a time when I had a beautiful thought towards someone else? And if I can't recall that, can I bring it into my experience right now? Can I sit in the moment of this podcast right now, beyond memory, into the presence, and have a beautiful thought towards someone else? Now, can I have that thought toward myself? So we're weaving constantly this beautiful ball, the sphere of energy that is taking us through memories, through creating experiences, to sharing with others and constantly loving the child that is within. Every day I remind myself, how have I spoken to her today? What have I said to her? What loving thing have I said? Even if it's as simple as you're okay. It's okay. It's going to be okay. So I don't know if I've completely you, yeah, answered. You did, <laughs> you did beautifully, my friend. And it brings up another one, which is, you know, just before I ask it, you know, what you're describing there, again, shows the what we were talking about before, the power in doing this, doing the cleaning of the mirror, right, moving through those smudges, but not just healing the wounds. We're also opening up opportunities for more of those lights, more of those aspects, more of those memories to be seen, right? To be brought into our awareness, to be used, but in, used with, with love and compassion, of course. But the question for you, my friend, that it's kind of a trick question. Does that visualization that gets us into the heart space, does it matter if it's a real experience or it's something we're just we're just visualizing that so let me maybe give an example let me give an example here so uh i've i've done very real sort of past life work right and 
and gone through past life experiences and healed and brought back some of those memories and gifts and healed some of that past life trauma. And a question I get all the time around past life work is how do we know that that experience is real? And, and my response to that is the, is the body's, you know, feedback and it, and the tears and the, and the releasing and all this, all the stuff. So just with that example, what's your perspective on these very real memories and experiences impacting our yeah. connection to a heart and the things that mm-hmm. we can make up with our imagination? Mm. Okay. So I, I have two answers for that. And, and, and I'll give you, I'll give you the one that comes to me first, which is, does it matter if, if it's real? Um, does it matter if it's real to you? That's, that's the first question I would ask, because if that, if it matters to you, then that's the approach I'm going to take. I'm going to work with your reality because that's the one that matters. So that's the first for someone like, like you or me, that's not the approach that we would take. That's my second answer, because we have stepped into the place of trust. Love is profound profound trust. It doesn't mean that we've got it figured out. <laughs> it doesn't mean that, that we've, we can write, well, maybe we can write, but, but, but in order to have this conversation, there needs to be a certain element of trust, trust with, you have no idea what's really going to go down, but you're going to trust that you're coming from that, that highest place within yourself that is radiating in a space of love, of wanting to be that, of wanting to always be in that. So for that person, the visualization does not matter because is it real? Is it not real? Whatever experience presents itself to me is what's needed. That's correct. But if that's too far, what what I really want people to know and it feels too uncomfortable, you don't have to go that way. You know, what are all the different ways to get here? Oh my gosh, there are so many. Yes, I can say chant, meditate, do the singing bowls. I do all of that fun because that's my child's play. Give me an Oracle card and I will hold it back because it is a mirror, but that's okay. If that's not who you are, it's, it's in tennis, it's in a walk. It's anywhere you look in your reality that you are willing to say what parts of me do not trust, what parts of me want to learn to trust, what parts of me hurt, what parts of me smile and laugh and joy, play with that reality so that you can decide if your boundaries already or need to expand. They may not. They may not need to. That's something I want to respect for each and every person, that spirituality can truly be the experience that you define. Yeah. I love it, my friend. And it it goes back to what we were talking about with the Vedic worldview, right? That there is no, like the reason that that makes sense with what you're describing is that through the Vedic perspective, there is no objective outside reality. There is just the reality that you're internally creating and then the lens you're looking through. So that's why that resonates because it's not, this goes back to 
this desire that I think we all have within our healing experience to do all the things. And if we're not doing all the things, then we mustn't be making progress. And in reality, we don't need to be doing all the things. We just need to do that one little step that you just beautifully highlighted that's in front of us. And that step could be just the awareness of what do I actually need right now? What, what is it asking that question? That's the one step, right? And then moving from there. Yes. Yes. Claudia, I, I really appreciate you spending your morning with me and I've really enjoyed this loving conversation. This has been the quickest hour of my life because we've, we've gone to a space and place where time doesn't exist. So that makes sense. Uh, I, I would love to give you the space now for people that have resonated with your voice, with your love, with your frequency that you've emitted today. What would you like to share with them? Would, do you want to give more details about your book? How can people get in touch with you if they would want to do more if they want to be in more of Claudia's energy. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. The very first thing I want to say is thank you to you. Um, You know this, but your listeners do not. Uh, I, I, part of putting this book out is very difficult for me because my ego has been in the academic world and this is a psycho-spiritual look at life. And if you're looking to expand that spiritual point of view uh, through the space of the heart, that's what my book is intended to do. But it's bringing me to people like you. And it's bringing me to ask for loving moments like this from people like you so that I can share my message, which brings me to a point that, that I really want to talk about. It's the fact that I didn't want to ask you for this time. And yet I felt completely compelled to ask you for this time. So I had to step into that higher self that said, this person, trust, love, come from that place of heart. This person has a resonance and a message that matters. Not my message, yours. That was the message that I was interested in this moment. it's, It's not my book. I wanted that connection to you because I could feel it across the lines. So I wanna say we are really confusing a lot of people by saying all that you need to know is within. But what's within my reality today is this moment with you. Mm -hmm. So when we search within, remember, if you're listening to this podcast, we are within. And you can reach out to anyone because if they have come to your mind, they are within. You are not alone. Reach out. Speak out. Ask to be loved. So you can be loved. To find me, you want to know more about me, uh, my website is theawakenedjourney.com. And there's quite a bit about me. My book comes out February 2nd. It will be on Amazon and some of the other uh, online places. Um, But uh, you can send me a message if you're interested in more or pre-order. If if only we could do all promotion like you just you just did, my friend. I think it would, we'd live in a very different world. That was beautiful. Well well done. I was just receiving all of that. It, 
it's funny as you were talking about that step that you took to reach out to me, it made me think about, and I hope it did this for the listeners, how many choices are we, are we, how many choices in our life are we not leaning into? Right? How many choices are, am I not reaching out to that person because the ego based off its story, stories and beliefs saying, don't do it because this is going to happen. But how many of those opportunities is not only is that an illusion, but if I did lean into that, there is this beautiful abundance of love and opportunity and connection and, you know, all the things that we've experienced today waiting for that. Right. So I just say you inspired me, my friend, just by you sharing that. And I, today I'm going to go through some DMs and just read and, and reach out to some people that the mind said I shouldn't. Claudia, I will put all the show notes to your book and the links just for people listening. It'll all be in the, in the show notes. So you can go on your podcast player, click those links. My final question for you today, before I let you go into your day with love is it almost feels redundant because we've, we've talked about a lot today, but I do want to see if you can maybe answer it in a concise way, just so we can maybe leave with something here. This is the cosmic love antenna, right? And the, the frequency that we've been talking about today is that love word. And I feel as we've discussed, there are a lot of misconceptions around what love actually is. So I'm wondering if you could define for people, how do you, what's your definition for love? I'll have to memorize that. I, I wrote it in the book and couldn't possibly remember. Um, look, it, it's it, concisely, I can't, I can't put it into words. What I can say is it's not the romanticized version uh, that that we are often exposed to. That is an aspect of experiencing an aspect of love. Love is the embodiment of all the emotions that keeps us still within its realm, whole in our own presence in the loving essence that is within, that radiates without, and that connects to all living things beyond time and space. Well done, my friend. I love you very much. Thank you for spending time. Love you very much. <laughs> Thank you for spending time <laughs> with me today. Thank you, beautiful listeners out there in the listening lounge. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your attention. And we appreciate your love. We hope this gave you a deeper sense of this loving conversation here today. If it did, remember, you can share it out with people that you are connected to, your friends, your family, your lovers. But until next time here on the Cosmic Love Antenna, we wish you love, we wish you light, and have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna with me, your host, Harrison. If you gain value or this episode hit your heart, please remember to share this out with a friend, a family member, or a lover. You can also leave your love over on Apple Reviews and Spotify star feedback, and this helps me spread my frequency to more souls in need. Finally, if you want to connect with me deeper, want to reach out, interested in coaching, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Harrison Ma, Ma spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Sending you so much love.
Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Acid Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.